48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. The government works on a travel bubble with Macau, but sticking points remain over mainland quarantine. Home prices rise to their highest in 20 months, and a bus driver has been sent to jail for four years over a fatal traffic accident in December 2019. The government is working out how it can have a travel bubble with Macau, but sticking points remain over concerns that Hong Kongers might use Macau as a way of avoiding quarantine when entering the mainland. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, told lawmakers that she had spoken to her Macau counterpart, Ho Yat-Seng, as well as state leader Han Zheng, about opening up the borders. Mrs Lam said she was open to any idea that would allow Hong Kongers going to the mainland to skip quarantine, but Mr Han didn't say what the conditions Hong Kong would have to meet. She spoke through an interpreter. Now, so far, I've not received any clear indication as to what vaccination rate we have to achieve or what is the level of confirmed cases that's considered acceptable. Of course, we're all working towards uh, achieving zero infection, but perhaps it's not possible to achieve zero infection altogether. So we need to all work together. And by working together, we need to get vaccinated Home prices are continuing their upward trend in spite of the pandemic, while rents appear to be on the rebound. Joanne Wong has more. Official figures showed home prices rising for the third straight month, hitting levels not seen in nearly two years. They jumped eight-tenths of one percent in March, or 2.6 percent, when compared to the same period last year. But it was homes above 1,700 square feet, typically in the luxury category, that saw the biggest increase. They rose 3.6 percent on the month and an impressive 7.5 percent on the year. Flats between 750 and 1,100 square feet increased increased by over a percentage point and 4.5% respectively, while small flats under 430 square feet performed slightly worse, rising just under 1% and 2.8%. Rent, meanwhile, rebounded after three months of declines. March home rentals grew six-tenths of a percent a month, but were still down 3.8% from a year ago. A bus driver has been sent to jail for four years over a fatal traffic accident in December 2019. Six people were killed and eight seriously injured after the KMB bus he drove crashed into a tree on Finling Highway. The 57-year-old had earlier pleaded guilty to dangerous driving. Handing down his sentence, the district court said the driver's licence would also be suspended for five years. The Audit Commission has called on the Immigration Department to clear a backlog of bogus marriage cases. According to a report published today, the Commission found that as of December 2020, there were 2,237 outstanding suspected bogus marriage cases. While about 87% of them had been outstanding for four years or less, the remainder had been outstanding for between four and 11 years. The Commission called on the Immigration Department to consider setting time targets for bogus marriage cases and also to step up efforts in locating suspects. Infectious diseases expert Leung Chi Chu has cast doubt on the government's vaccine bubble for the catering sector, saying they are not backed up by science. Under the plan, restaurants, bars and similar venues have greater privileges, such as staying open longer or hosting larger gatherings, if all staff are vaccinated. But Dr Long says cross-infection can occur. The number of customers far outnumber the number of restaurant workers, and they are more likely to be infected source, and they are also exposed to any other customer who carry the virus. 
you only ask the veteran workers to take the vaccination, it may not be very effective. Catering sector leaders say they've been blindsided by the government's requirement for staff to produce a doctor's note if they want a COVID-19 jab exemption. From tomorrow, pubs, clubs can reopen and restaurants can further ease social distancing measures, provided staff are inoculated or have an exemption. Francis it reports. Raymond Cho from the Institution of Dining Arts said he was shocked to hear about the doctor's note, which staff need in addition to filling out a health declaration to say why they can't get a jab. Speaking on a radio show, he estimated around 50% of staff in the sector were willing to get inoculated. For those who can't, he hoped the government could take a more relaxed approach as seeing a doctor would mean extra cost. Ben Lam from the Licensed Bar and Club Association said the government's decision differed to what was discussed at prior meetings. But the Director of Food and Environmental Hygiene, Irene Young, said it shouldn't be hard for staff to get a doctor's note, since such people would need to consult a doctor to see if they were medically fit for vaccination. An epidemiologist says the government should relax quarantine requirements for arrivals who have been vaccinated against COVID-19, and this would help boost vaccination rates. Official figures show almost 7% of the population is fully vaccinated. It's Professor Benjamin Cowling from the University of Hong Kong. I think one of the things that we've really got to look at carefully is relaxing the quarantine for people who arrive back in Hong Kong who've been fully vaccinated because they don't pose nearly as much risk as arriving travellers who haven't been vaccinated. If someone has been vaccinated, they pose a much, much lower risk to Hong Kong. So having a relaxation of the on-arrival quarantine, I think, would already make a big difference. That would encourage a lot of people to get vaccinated. That would bring the vaccine coverage up and then Hong Kong would be safer as a result. A new study by Public Health England has shown that a single dose of coronavirus vaccine can reduce household transmission by up to half. It found people given either the AstraZeneca or BioNTech jabs were between 38 and 49% less likely to pass the virus on to others living in their homes. Here's the BBC's Palab Ghosh. Family homes are among the most likely places for infection to be spread, so the results are particularly encouraging. Public Health England has said it would expect similar results in other high-risk settings, such as shared accommodation and prisons. All this bodes well for the continued easing of restrictions, especially as the vaccination campaign is making good progress into younger age groups who are more likely to spread the virus. President Biden has told Americans they're no longer obliged to wear masks once they're fully vaccinated and celebrated by taking his first short walk in the White House without a face covering. He said the US had made stunning progress fighting the pandemic, with infections and deaths falling dramatically since he took office in January. Beginning today, gathering with a group of friends in a park, going for a picnic, as long as you are vaccinated and outdoors, you can do it without a mask. The CDC is able to make this announcement because our scientists are convinced by the data that the odds of getting or giving the virus to others is very, very low if you're both been fully vaccinated and out in the open air. The FBI has opened a civil rights investigation into the police killing of a black man last week in the US state of North Carolina. Lawyers for the family of Andrew Brown Jr. say a private autopsy shows he was shot four times in the arm before a fifth bullet to the back of his head killed him. Death has sparked six nights of unrest in the town of Elizabeth. One of the lawyers, Wayne Kendall, called the killing an execution. This, in fact, was a 
fatal wound to the back of Mr. Brown's head as he was leaving the site trying to evade being shot at by these particular law enforcement officers who we believe did nothing but a straight out execution. Hungary's parliament has passed new laws to allow private foundations to take over the running of state universities and cultural institutions. It's the BBC's Nick Thorpe. This is the biggest shake-up of higher education and cultural life in Hungary since the fall of communism in 1989. Ten major universities, in addition to several which have already been taken over, will be placed under the control of private foundations. Their boards of trustees will be hand-picked by the governing Fidesz party. The universities will receive shares in large Hungarian oil and pharmaceutical companies. In reaction to the parliamentary vote, the opposition accused Prime Minister Viktor Orban and his government of the mass theft of public assets. The family of the late chairman of Samsung Electronics have given details of one of the largest inheritance tax payments ever, more than 10 billion US dollars. Lee Kun-hee died last October, having transformed Samsung into the world's largest smartphone and memory chip maker. How the South Korean family settled the tax bill has been closely watched, as the inheritance tax rate of 60% could have resulted in the dilution of its controlling stake in Samsung. Alphabet, the parent company of the internet giant Google, has recorded a big growth in revenue and profits in the first quarter of the year, with sales of advertisements rising almost a third in 2020. Here's the BBC's James Clayton. During this pandemic, big tech has done extraordinarily well. People have turned to the internet more and more to stream films, play games and talk to each other. And with Google owning YouTube, Google Search, cloud services and the app store Google Play, the company at the heart of the internet was always likely to do well. But with advertisers now seeming bullish about our online spending habits, Google's last quarter was a spectacularly profitable one. Google's shares were up 4%. Its earnings suggest Silicon Valley's pandemic bounce isn't showing any signs of slowing down. A leading independent economic research agency in the United States has reported a sharp increase in consumer confidence, with its monthly index at the highest since February last year. More from the BBC's Andrew Walker. The conference board says consumer confidence has rebounded sharply over the last two months. Consumers were more upbeat about their income prospects, which the agency says may reflect improvements in the jobs market and the latest round of payments under the government's economic recovery programme. Holiday plans have also increased, perhaps reflecting the latest easing of restrictions and the continued administration of coronavirus vaccines. Government data due later this week will show how the US economy performed in the first three months of the year. The conference board says survey is consistent with momentum continuing into the current period. The European Parliament has voted on the ratification of the post-Brexit trade deal with Britain. The agreement allows for tariff and quota-free trade access across the Channel. The President of the Parliament said the EU wouldn't accept any backsliding from Britain. The bloc is already taking legal action against London over its unilateral decision to delay implementing customs checks in Northern Ireland. Trade between Europe and Britain has fallen significantly since the end of the transition period. Shares of the parent company of web TV channel 100 Most jumped by more than 50% to a dollar this morning, a day after the government said it was considering suing its comedian over the closure of its $50 million musical fountain. 
The Leisure and Cultural Services Department has blamed the comedian for suspected soap contamination of water in the fountain in Kuntong after he took a bath there for his satirical show over the weekend. Shares of the company have been rising since Monday. Short time ago, the Hansen Index was at 28,989. That's 42 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $69 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 108.85 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 20 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 77 cents. Sport now, and we start with football's European Champions League and an important away goal for Chelsea at Real Madrid. Pulisic is in here in the penalty area and Pulisic waits and Pulisic goes around the goalkeeper and Pulisic has put the ball into the back of the net and what a composed finish that was from Christian Pulisic. It's Real Madrid nil, Chelsea won. Christian Pulisic got the goal for Chelsea in a 1-1 draw away to Real Madrid in the first leg of their Champions League semi-final. The American opened scoring on the 14th minute. The lead lasted 50 minutes before Kareem Benzema replied for the hosts. Former Crystal Palace striker Clinton Morrison was at the game. It's a good first half, a really entertaining first half. Second half, not so good, but you can expect that. Both teams not wanting to open up and leave gaps at the back, and it's going to be difficult for Real Madrid. I'd now say Chelsea are favourites, getting that all-important away, um, away goal, but... Yeah, I think Madrid are still in this tie. There's still a lot to play for. Madrid can cause Chelsea a lot of problems, but I think Tuchel will be happy with that, and Chelsea played well. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel was pleased with his side's performance, but felt they could have won the game. We played a very strong first half. We should have won the first half. Uh, unfortunately, we were a bit unlucky and uh, lacked composure and precision in the decision-making in the opponent's box, but we were very, very strong in the first half. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we conceded a goal from set-piece. Otherwise, we defended throughout the whole match very, very strong. The Arsenal owner, Stan Kroenke, insists he's fully committed to the English Premier League club and is not selling his stake. There's a bid to buy the club coming from Spotify founder Daniel Ek, with former Arsenal stars Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp and Patrick Vieira part of an advisory group. Here's the BBC's John Murray. A three-paragraph statement from the Cronkies which says, In recent days we have noted media speculation regarding a potential takeover bid for Arsenal Football Club. We remain 100% committed to Arsenal and are not selling any stake in the club. We have not received any offer and we will not entertain any offer. Our ambition for Arsenal remains to compete to win the biggest trophies in the game and our focus remains on improving our competitiveness on the pitch to achieve this. And that's the news from RTHK.
And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 28th of April, is today's date. And many thanks once again to Phil for the morning brew. We really have a jam packed program for you. As you know, the Hong Kong Young Readers Festival is running between now all the way through to the end of the week until the 30th of April. And many of the local and international school authors will be doing school visits as well as Zoom visits. And this afternoon on the program, we'll be speaking with three of them. And we start off with Diane Magris, who's an award-winning author. And Diane will be uh, joining us shortly to talk about what gets her excited about writing. And after Diane, we'll be catching up with Connor McCreary all the way uh, in Canada. And he'll be sharing about his passion for creating content for children. And then we'll be chatting with graphic novelist Ru Shu about her inspirations and also her hobbies. Ru joins us all the way from the US. And finally, uh, since today's Wednesday, we'll be catching up with Cruzy McCalligan uh, in for this week's midweek audio column. And this week, Cruz will be talking about going under the knife. We'll be talking about surgery. And as usual, we'll be bringing you these chats uh, via Facebook, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You can also uh, drop us an email, 123show at rthk.hk. 19 minutes past one o'clock. This is Demi Lovato on the 123 show with Skyscraper. Teardrops in my hands Only silence as it's ending Like we never had a chance Do you have to make me feel like There's nothing left of me 